Welcome to Sex Positive Families, where parents, caring adults, and advocates come to grow and learn about sexual health in a supportive community. I'm your host and the founder of SPF, Melissa Carnegie. Join me and special guests as we dive into the art of sex positive parenting. Together, we will shake the shame and trash the taboos to strengthen sexual health talks with the children in our lives. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, so this is a special event, families. Normally, when I have a guest on the podcast, it is done remotely, but this time, I am literally staring. In person. Yes. (laughs) I am staring at Erica Force, aka Sexual which many of you know, and many of you may not. And so I'd love to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about the journey that brought you to the work that you're doing. Beautiful. Thank you for having me. And I'm very excited to um, for you all to hear my voice, (laughs) (laughs) which doesn't happen often over Instagram. So this is good. Um, Yeah, I started this journey into sex positivity about two and a half, three years ago. And I came from a background of health career, always, always looking into the health aspect of human, being human. And I worked for a while in corporate health settings with my undergrad in health administrative with a concentration in management. And I wasn't feeling fulfilled. I wasn't feeling happy in that setting and it took away a lot of my creativity and who I was as a person, which is a people person and a healing person. So I jumped from that and went into finding sexology and the study of what makes us this dynamic sexual being, mm-hmm. um, which is very misunderstood and undereducated in the health field yeah. that I was in and that I was being exposed to. So finding this, when I came to San Antonio, Dr. Melissa Jones, who owns Sexology Institute, I showed up and I said, you're giving me a job. <laughs> this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And she did, and it flourished from there, and she introduced me to Patty, Dr. Patty Britton and Sex Coach You, yeah. and that's where I've spent the last two years gaining that base of knowledge and education and how do I be a sex-positive educator and ally, and it's been quite a journey into this. I'm teaching sex-positive education classes at Sexology Institute in San Antonio. Excellent. And then in my everyday life, influencing whoever I can. And many of you may be connected to Erica's platform, but on Instagram, at Sexualectual, I mean, I've always enjoyed, since I ever first started SPF, you were one of the platforms that I connected to early, and you, every day, just bring, again, I don't know where you find all of these amazing (laughs) messages and images that really uh, challenge or advocate for sex positivity. It's it's an amazing, you have an amazing platform to follow. If you're a sex positive person, or you're interested in sexual health or sex positivity, definitely follow at sexual actual. 
Um, so we are gonna have some fun today. We have over the last couple weeks, right? Yeah. We've been collecting some questions and it's all across the theme of am I normal? Along sexual health journeys, because it's certainly a journey in a lifetime that starts young and, and until the day that you die. Never ends. Right. So along that path we sometimes can find ourselves asking is what i'm experiencing at that given moment is that normal is what i'm thinking is what i'm feeling is that normal and so we want to tackle that and especially this valentine's week because it's all about love right right and who who is it that we need to love first before we love anyone else ourselves absolutely <laughs> so this is what we hope to bring you all today as we explore some of these questions and thank you to all of our anonymous folks out there who submitted some questions to us we really appreciate you trusting and getting vulnerable and allowing us to explore these things and we hope that the perspectives that we can bring today and the fun that we can bring to it will be informative Right? Beautiful. Well said. Yes. Yay. So what? So okay. Let's yes, get off. into it. Okay. The first question I have coming at us is: I'm not interested in having multiple orgasms. Mm. Once I come, I'm done. I feel fulfilled with just the one. Okay. Am I normal? Mm. Which I mean, we have so many things out there right now geared towards being multi-orgasmic, right? Which is it a lovely thing if yeah. that's your jam if you if you can do it and if you can get there then you're normal that's your normal right but what I if you can't usually about a at twice is my max and those ones are really worked for yeah sometimes i put it off even the first one i push it off yeah, yeah, to yeah. like extend the pleasure <laughs> yeah because there's such there can be such an experience right leading up to it mm. definitely i've had a lot of moments where i'm like no 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 wait no 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 don't yeah or I'll, or you know for my partner i'm like no no don't come yet because you know then that edging yeah mm -hmm. and, and uh you just really push it i think in self-pleasure i have you know in masturbation i've been able to have orgasms you know more than one mm -hmm. but I was like you said I was working for that yeah and they weren't at the same peak as that first totally. one and so so sometimes that can feel a little draining <laughs> yeah with not the same you know reward but I don't know I think it was just moments where I was just like really horny you know I was just really turned on and I didn't want it to stop or I was in like a fantasy and I didn't want that to, to shut off right so yeah I think that there's such a spectrum when it comes to this well, and I also, for me, every time I am having sex and whatever that looks like, it's not always orgasm goal driven. Yes. So for me, if I have an orgasm, that's really satisfying in that way. Mm -hmm. But I also have a whole different, all those different feels, all those different goodness. Think about your five senses and every trigger that you're going through yes. in that case and so you it's like you you don't want to you know sacrifice any of those other pleasurable elements you want to you don't want to devalue them mm -hmm. and just have orgasm as the goal always right and so that can be pressure oh that can be gosh. a lot of pressure which then can impact if you stay in the mo in the moment for sure ideally you don't want to be laced in anxiety you know over the experience so yes multiple orgasms can be normal and that can Absolutely. be an experience and also there there can be techniques right that folks yes. can use to try to reach that yeah. or to gauge whether they can it also doesn't have to be everyone's normal right 
Right. Fulfilling in different ways. Right. Not, You're totally normal. <laughs> You're totally normal. It's not about performance. It's about pleasure. Yeah. And I sometimes I've gotten caught up in my orgasm being a performance of, mm. well, look what I caught. Like, yeah. okay, here it came out of this with one, two. How many orgasms did you have? Well, if I didn't have any, does that devalue what we just did? Right. No, because I am very satisfied and I didn't orgasm. Like for me, clitoral stimulation is mm. where it's at for me. Okay. Um, I think maybe one time I experienced G-spot oriented orgasm, mm. but that's not my norm. That's not my usual. That's not my normal. That's not something that's happening through you know penetrative sex, oral sex, or anything like that. It's not always about the clitoral, the clitoral stimu- stimulation. Yeah. You know and. You know, we were talking like earlier separately, you know, about like anal, you know, mm. anal play and that my favorite. And so <laughs> it's like, you know, you may not reach an orgasm with some of the different ways in which you pleasure or you play either with self or in partners. Um, so yeah, the, this whole, again, this whole the, multiple orgasm yeah. thing. Fun and exploring, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I, I love to explore myself, my partners, whatever that may be, and my first instinct is not to go towards an orgasm or come or anything like that. It's just like, how does this feel for you yeah. right now? Are you enjoying yourself? Then great, let's continue. And yeah. wherever that leads or ends, I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Now you're making me think of nipples. Nipples. I absolutely <laughs> love nipple stimulation. For yourself? For myself. Partner. Um, I, for partner too. Mm-hmm. But again, it's, it's uh, so yes, my current partner, we do nipple play and it's together, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, but I, I don't, I don't orgasm, like for me alone to nipple stimulation, that hasn't happened for me. If I was just focusing on needing to orgasm, I would totally potentially miss out on all that's so pleasurable and so heightening Mm -hmm. associated with getting my nipples sucked. Yes, yes. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yes. Now, I had a question, kind of backtracking a little bit. When you're playing with your clitoris, are you mostly hands? Do you like toys, both? I am all about my hands. Okay. I am need, like, well, let me not say need, but I definitely have started contemplating, like I've had toys before. Mm -hmm. I I love a good dick. Like I love dick and I love my own hands. She loves dick. I love dick. Did we get that? (laughs) And my hands. And so I just haven't been able to get into these some of these toys that are out there. But I also haven't explored a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Like I've maybe maybe four toys in my lifetime that I've owned and, and then therefore experimented with. What well, about you? Gosh, there's so many things out there. that, And if you're someone who feels that way of mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm here, neither here nor there, going in and actually, okay, now... What does this one do? Why do I want this? What is this going to achieve for me? That's hard to do, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, just looking at things. So because of working at Sexology Institute, they have a display of all of their toys. Mm -hmm. And you can test them out. You can try the different functions and feelings and everything like that. Once I started actually playing with toys in that aspect, I then was able to figure out their value and placement in the bedroom. Mm. Do I have a toy every time? No. Um, I still masturbate with my hands. I still love the feel of my hands. 
The only thing that is an absolute staple that is lube. Yeah? Lube. See, and I don't even do... You're, are you saying alone? Like solo? Everywhere. Really? All the time. Okay. Anything. What am I missing with solo lube? So for me... Um, and I really like the lovability. Okay. The they use their hallelujah. Okay. I think is what they she says, and it's aloe based. Aloe based. The okay. texture of it feels like my vaginal mucus, and so it's cushiony, okay. and it does dissipate because it is like a water aloe base. Okay. Um, and it doesn't stay like silicone, but for me, silicone is when self pleasuring is too slippery. Yeah. And it doesn't give that contact. Yes. Like I like. I think that for me, like, I like the friction. Mm. I like that. I like, because even when I have been in, like in the shower, you know, yeah. um, I feel it, it, I like when it's like, I guess in a drier setting, Okay. If I, like a preference, yeah. like when it's drier. And then because I'm not like inserting, you know, into myself, I'm not inserting my fingers into myself. It's totally like over, you know, it's, it's on top of the clitoris. It's, you know, so I guess, you know, I have to think do about this. Do you use your spit? Like, do you lick your fingers? I, I don't. Like, okay. I, like, I literally don't, I, I don't need. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that, now you're like, that's like, normal. You're going to have to you're show me, right? You're going to have to show <laughs> me. Like, what is yeah. this that I am missing? These other ways that I could be, because I totally have a technique and I've been like, just yeah. using it my whole life. So when I started <laughs> really trying to explore squirting, that was something that appealed to me, but I needed to do by myself. Okay. And I would start in the shower because everything would wash away even right. so and because the sensation does feel like you're urinating that's what always stopped me and held me back because what other I mean other than vaginal mucus and urine what else splurts out of your vagina like that right yeah, yeah. so that was where I started was in the shower and it was a really good way to segue into that kind of play okay. and then bringing it into a bedroom setting sheets blankets everything yeah then I got more comfortable but it's still I still get hung up on it sometimes okay so well, like, wait whoa whoa what I need to take one of your classes yeah. obviously <laughs> good thing it's not far from me but that's what so figuring out and learning your own way of touching yourself and what feels best to you yeah. is going to be completely individualized so for me, using the lube when self-pleasuring or a water base or my spit or something yeah. gives me a little bit of cushion and still some contact friction, but... Okay, okay, well, all right. I think totally. I, I think we we probably TMI'd that one, but that's okay. That There's, there's no such thing here on the SPF podcast. What's the next question? Okay, next question. In all anatomy depictions of penises... They're straight, but mine curves down. Am I normal? Mm. <laughs> she likes dick. <laughs> yeah. So I like a good dick, and I am totally good with curving. Yeah. Now, I will share a story. When I was younger, I was not aware. And this, this speaks to parents and caring adults, why it is so important to have these open when I say these, I mean, just have open cover, not necessarily the one that we're having, but like have open conversations with your young people because I was not aware. I grew up with a sister. I didn't have brothers, you know? Mm -hmm. So I wasn't aware that, that, that penises are curving in some ways that I later found that they were curving, okay? Yeah. So when I had my first experience with a curved penis, it was a little further in to my journey 
and this thing took a very sharp left. <laughs> I am not even joking. It was a thinner penis, and it took a very sharp left. And I was not, um, uh, I didn't have a heads up. Yeah. And oh. so in the moment, I was like, wait a second. Wait, wait, what? Like oh, how, like even, too. yeah. And in that instance, the, the, the condom that the person had Again, another moment that this is why it's important to talk to our young people, right? Mm. And both are all gendered young people. If they're going to have, you know, sex and, you know, penetrative sex and make sure that they are aware of how to use condoms, that yeah. they have condoms accessible to them and they're not totally dependent on one partner bringing a condom into the scenario. Right. I later realized that the condom that person brought into the scenario was aged. <laughs> You know, and we don't want it to be like fine wine or like cheese. Uh, like, <laughs> this needs to be a fresh condom that yeah. is not expired. And so what ended up happening, I think both with the fact that, that um, you know, his penis was so curved, right? Which again is, is totally fine, but I lacked, and he also lacked the communication skills mm. behind, you know, talking about these things. And, and we, were, we were newer into a relationship. So I, I didn't speak up and say anything in that moment. You know, we just didn't have that level of intimacy, yeah. um, but we were doing something very intimate, yeah. right? I mean, how many of us have done that, that right? And so then when this condom, this dried up, oh, no. <laughs> aged condom tries to then go onto this penis that is, is very curved and then tries to go into my vagina, which is not very curved, then we're try we're creating some friction there. We didn't yeah. have lube involved. So it ended up not being a comfortable experience for me. Um, and then I remember being in the shower afterwards and there were pieces of the condom. Yeah. Oh yes. Gosh. That were that were then in my vagina yeah. and I was having to extract them from my vagina. Oh my so, um, needless to say, plan B was on deck that there morning, we go. right? Yes. Boy, I didn't know we were going to get into this, but <laughs> we're going. We're but just, yeah, yeah, so this is I guess like a cautionary tale. Mm -hmm. This isn't about the the fact that the penis was curved. There, you know, are other elements involved. This is about, you know, again, communication, confidence, comfort level with your own body, um, and knowing that there's diversity. There's diversity when it comes to our bodies. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah. I have the same thing, but in an uncircumcised penis. Oh. Everything that I'd ever seen depictions of penises was always circumcised. Mm -hmm. And then I get to my first uncircumcised penis and I'm like, oh wait, well, what do I do? Am I going to hurt you? How do I work with this? Yeah. How does putting on a condom differentiate between circumcised and uncircumcised? Absolutely. You, I did Again, we weren't communicating. We weren't talking about it. We were just doing the motions. Yep. 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 Yeah. So yeah, I feel like like a good takeaway there for this question is a yes, you're normal again because normal is really about your individual self. Now, if we're talking about like if 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 your uh, you know genitals in any way are causing you physical discomfort, you know, um, then that's a whole separate thing. Mm -hmm. But if it's if it's just the fact that you're you have a curved penis right like that is common it's very common that a penis is not you know just straight. going straight ahead and that's it right mm -hmm. it's really then just about 
feeling confident yeah. and owning your yes. body as it is. Here, let me show you how to slide onto this yes. lift curve. Okay, now. Slide into this. Yes, yes. Yeah. And even in like oral, you know, sex, mm. like if, if a person is going to give you, you know, oral pleasure, you know, if you're, you know, again, the more confident that you yeah. are and comfortable that you are as you are and as you present, what a beautiful experience you can have with right. a partner. Absolutely. You know? And not, Absolutely. not have, you know, bringing that anxiety into it. Um, but it takes work. It takes time. You getting to know your penis and loving your penis as it is. Spend some time with that penis. <laughs> Own it. <laughs> Very good. So next one is, I like masturbation way more than I like sex. Mm. Anyone else? Anyone out there? Anyone out there like masturbation more than sex? Mm, I, I situational. Mm-hmm. Okay. It totally depends. I think there are times where I become so saturated with sex because of what I do and see every day yeah. that I sometimes retreat back to just being with myself mm-hmm. because that's what feels like I need in that time. So I'm less sexual with my partners mm-hmm. and it's just about me, which they can aid in that. And mutual masturbation is yeah. so much fun oh, yeah. um, or the encouragement of, you know, leaving something out for me and to remind me or set up a fantasy for me. And so I think it depends on the situ- mood yeah, for me. For sure. Um, I think that for for obvious reasons, right, it's a different experience when it's just yourself um, that can feel really empowering, that can feel really safe, Mm -hmm. potentially, that can feel less maybe anxiety producing or less judgmental or, you know, again, I'm just throwing out things that it could feel. It doesn't have to feel any of these things or all of these things. Um, so there can be safety in being in being within and of and for and about yourself. And then with sex, there are so many different kinds of sex yeah. that you can have with partners that isn't just about, you know, a penetrative experience. Right. And so I would be curious with this uh, person that's asking, you know, what is your definition of sex? Mm, what good, does sex mean question. to you? And what does that look like for you? What kinds of sex have you explored? Which have you enjoyed? Which have you not so much? Because I would, I would be curious if, um, if your feelings may be associated with the types of sexual experiences that you've had, yeah. you know, yeah. as well. If that's informed, for sure. Your and and about it. masturbation being your go-to is not a bad thing that is wonderful you know exactly how to touch yourself you love yourself that's a beautiful thing and that should be celebrated and totally normal um and a supportive partner should encourage that as well yeah uh so i agree sex of all different aspects forms Ooh, exciting yep so (laughs) yet again totally normal totally normal Ooh, fun one one of my boobs is a cup larger than the other. What? <laughs> I think you were saying earlier how um, if you have same size titties, you're like on the yeah. other spectrum. You might, you might be jokingly, we're like, you might be abnormal if your boobs are the same, same. size and exact, and your nipples are aligned yeah. and yeah. the same size and, and all of that. Like, coloring. Who's that? And who? <laughs> Let's see them. And, 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 and we know, right? We know. We are, we are getting older, 
okay? I just remembered that I'm 37 and not 38. <laughs> so I'm actually a little younger than I thought this morning. I thought I was a little older. <laughs> so, but even still, uh, at 37, after two children, you know, my body has changed. It is not the exact same body as far as my breasts especially than it was when I was 18 or, well, 17 before I had my Do first you child. you haven't found the fountain of youth yet to keep everything intact? No, it looks really young on the outside, but then when I take my clothes off, then it looks like a cat was like, because <laughs> I had, you know, I had some stretch marks going down. And yes, my, my boobs, like they inflated and then they de- yeah. And they inflated and they deflated. So, yeah. Which is beautiful because you're creating a whole life. Yeah. And so to come out after that, and I love stretch marks. For me, it's like, yeah, my ass grew a little too big too fast. <laughs> <laughs> I have some on my knees from ch- growing up as a child and just stretching taller. So, oh, right? Like we have yeah. these marks, these amazing marks on our bodies help us to help remind us mm-hmm. of our journey for sure right Absolutely. we're not I always joke with my kids I'm like you know they're, they're like have leg pains or whatever and I was like yeah because you're not going to be this size forever <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like laugh but uh yeah like our breasts you know even without childbirth being involved mm-hmm. and even men right men yeah, and yeah. their breasts you know like it is absolutely normal and that same goes for testicles mm-hmm. and labia yes different sizes one's bigger than the other one's differently shaped it's there's hair there's there's not hair right patchy Mm -hmm. i get ingrown hairs like crazy so that's one thing i fight against Mm -hmm. and that's super normal um i don't look like a porcelain vulva no yeah no yeah and i had both my children naturally so uh my you know my your your vulva starts to get personality you know because it it has a story to tell yes (laughs) and um so yeah it has a story to tell and and yeah like with our breasts too they're they're like bumps you Mm -hmm. know that can present themselves or beauty marks or moles um there's so much amazing variation and then yes you could be someone who, you know, who decides that they want to get them, you know, either reconstructed or that they want to add to them or take mm-hmm. away from them. And then maybe, yes, in that sense, you can Symmetrical. create them yeah, yeah. Into, into something that they maybe weren't originally. You know, we talk about porn a lot yeah. in these conversations about sexual health. And so then that's where sometimes porn, pornography can project some uh, messages about bodies that are not always the uh, the norm, right. right? They're not always what we would naturally see because they maybe have been enhanced because they're putting on a production. Right. And that's unfortunate in the sense that that then can put off an Your, unrealistic yeah, you know, expectation. expectation. Yeah. So That's what I really love about watching amateur porn mm-hmm. is that you're getting real bodies yes. moving together, real sounds, real... And I get very turned on by that factor, that raw, animalistic kind of, here it is, uneven boobs, uneven testicles, what? Yeah. Pimple on my butt. Yeah. (laughs) Because then you can kind of, I feel like, yeah, you can kind of see yourself in that scenario, you know, or with that, you know, a couple or orgy or whatever. And it, yeah, it definitely feels more relatable. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Good. These are great. These are great questions, y'all. Good job. Our next one is 
I'm not a lesbian, but I like to watch lesbian porn. Speaking of porn, mm-hmm. I think that's a good one to segue into. Yeah. You know, I've been to the strip club mm-hmm. a few times. And what I love about watching women move is that I am a woman myself. Mm-hmm. And I can relate to those those things. I can feel that. Yeah. So in watching women on women, female on female porn, I think you can just relate so much to what's happening. And that yeah. sensuality, whatever is coming through for you um, versus heterosexual porn. Right. Or man on man. Or, yeah. 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 I don't have I, I don't have a penis. I've worn a strap on and that's the closest I get to a penis, which yeah. is a lot of fun. You love that? I do. I do love that. So uh, there are times where I'll just I'll just have it on and walk around the house and just to feel what it's like to have something like that between my legs. Yeah. Um, and a different appendage of my body, right? On the other side of things, loving and owning. Mm-hmm. Feeding into watching female two women or multiple women together yeah is really fascinating yeah yeah I think that as like a person of the same sex or identity sometimes there can exist an empathy you know or an understanding Mm. of what the experience of being in that type of body is so then when when you then seek to pleasure someone else who may have you know the a similar you know body or experience um, or parts i think sometimes there can be maybe a more of an awareness sometimes of you know what the sensations are like what it feels like to receive you know so there's more of an there can be sometimes more of an attentiveness to the nuances yeah i've learned more about my vagina being when i'm with a woman Mm -hmm. than any other time i've been able to explore um that person's and mine and because everything feels generally the same and you're very familiar with it i've been able to find different areas of my vagina and stimulate that that i would not have done and explored had I not been doing that to someone else right. and finding that it triggered something in them and I got a response and I was like, oh, such a good point. Yeah, because like we, no, however flexible you might be, <laughs> being able to really get down there and get face to face with your vulva or your penis is very hard. I do my own at home wax. Oh yeah? And yeah. it is the most difficult. Oh, I have one of my partners do my rear okay. and wax my ass for yeah, me because well, I just me. can't I can't that's yeah I can't reach I back. Can't see that. <laughs> yeah. So so I would think that that yeah like being able so watching enjoy like to me it makes sense. It makes sense that that can be very enjoyable. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with uh, assumptions about sexuality no. for the person. Mm-hmm. This goes, you know, for men as well, or men yeah. identified folks. It's like no, this is the beauty of, of sex and of intimacy and of closeness and of connection and of bodies and nakedness, nudity and desire. Mm-hmm. All of these elements, they exist for human beings. Mm-hmm. And to be open enough to be able to appreciate and enjoy that minus labels right. is really freeing. Right. So... So maybe, so yes, okay, so this one, 
totally normal, normal and almost with a homework assignment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, right? Do it. Yeah. Homework assignment is get out there as you feel most comfortable. If you're open to, you know, if you if you found yourself just sticking to maybe the same kind of porn and you're and A, you're, you're interested or open to porn to begin with. I'm not trying to force anybody right. into something that they're not interested in or comfortable with. This is for the folks that are, you know, down with porn or curious about porn. Explore, you know, mm-hmm. they have all these different categories. Yeah. Go take a peek. Go take a peek at that category that you've been looking at, but you maybe been holding back yeah. from, from going into. Yeah. Um, allow yourself, shame-free, the ability to explore pleasure and see it as an essential experience, mm-hmm. you know? And then you get in there, you see it, and you don't like it, you can turn you it off. Yeah. You can move it, move it out, and it says nothing about your, your, yeah. your character, nothing. your sexuality, yeah. your, all these labels and stuff. Nope, Mm-mm. you're just someone that appreciates pleasure right and you want to maximize it for yourself one of my i also i like different mediums of this so my pornography ranges from video Mm -hmm. audio video to reading to fantasy in my head then to actually writing my own out writing erotica out for me that taking it from my mind and putting it on paper and seeing it i'm almost by the end of it i'm dripping wow and just turned on by reading what I just wrote out. That is super creative. Mm-hmm. You're like really creative. <laughs> I don't, I, I've, I've never like that. I feel, do you do a course on that? Um, I don't, but I should. That's I a very good suggestion. Like that. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I think that would be really cool. That would be a really cool process for someone and, and to take back that control, yeah. you know, and write your own narrative, your own story. I had my partner uh, and I would write back and forth. There was a period of three months where we only had written letter communication and we would write each other erotica. And it was just like, totally different way of visualizing and connecting when you are unable to actually connect. Because, I mean, you're looking at someone's handwriting, right? Yeah. A totally different intimate yes. way of going about it. So, Which our society is kind of moving away from. We don't it's have be like, like handwriting classes anymore, right? Mm-hmm. That's out. Yeah. So I I appreciate that. And the effort it took for someone to write it out. Yeah. I know you really want me to get like... Holy cow. <laughs> so now, okay, totally normal. Mm-hmm. And homework assignment. <laughs> if you, yeah. this Valentine's, whether you're in a partnered scenario or you're solo yeah. or many partners, consider writing yourself or to your partners, some erotica. Yes. Don't just necessarily speak out what that fantasy might be, you know, write it down and share it and find safety and comfort in that. And encourage, if you're in a partner scenario, encourage your partner to do the same. So it's like an elevated love letter. Absolutely. And one of the things I definitely want to touch on with fantasy and writing out erotica is generally when we tell people what our our desires are, it can get kind of confusing as to what we want to act out and actually have to happen versus just keeping in a fantasy, fun, charged up, you know, kind of environment. Um, So definitely with that, if you're creating and writing out a fantasy of erotica for your partner, let them know 
this is, I'm sharing this because I'm just turned on by this. This is not necessarily something I need to happen or want to happen. Yeah. It's just what is created in my mind. That's such a great point. Yeah. It's not about threatening the safety yeah. within the relationship yes. or any agreements that you all have had come to. Mm -hmm. So I love that you bring that up. Have a pre-discussion. I would not necessarily like surprise them with it necessarily, <laughs> depending on how your relationship is. But yeah, make mm -hmm. it something fun and create some ground rules yeah. for yourself beforehand absolutely awesome okay so I think we have time for one more. one more Ooh, we're gonna go into a is a rape fantasy normal rape fantasy is yes, it normal a rape fantasy so I'll go ahead and divulge one of my fantasies that has not yet been played out I desire either a break-in scenario or an abduction scenario where I I do not know who anybody is, okay. and I'm taken captive, basically. By a stranger. By strangers. There are multiple. <laughs> multiple. This is a gang of strangers. This is a gang of strangers. Okay, gotcha. Yes. And I've actually already talked to my partner about this desire and where we had our pre-conversation of, if you are to conduct this, mm -hmm. I need to know that when someone breaks into my house, I'm not going to into fight. Well, that's part of the adrenaline going into yeah, that fight. Yeah, fight or flight. Right. Yeah. But I also need to have an understanding that this is our fantasy being played out. Exactly. Yeah. And so we have a safe word. And if I hear that, then I know, okay. All right, let's go. Yeah. Don't take me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you have outfits already, like, earmarked for this or no is that part of your visual no at all? no oh now I've never thought about outfits okay. no just for them to be unnoticeable okay I yeah uh, for myself I don't have anything that way I think it's more of an idea that's kept up to whatever interpretation is going to happen in the moment because you have to kind of roll with the punches you yeah. can fantasize about these things all you want but when actual you can't guess yeah. what's going to happen in these scenarios. Right. So, yeah, definitely yeah. open. And you're not, and so that's the thing, I guess, that uh, our society can grapple with. You know, it's you're not seeking to be raped. You're not, what you're doing, by creating a fantasy, mm -hmm. this is a controlled to a degree, right? It's Correct. a planned and it's a controlled and there's a lot of communication involved. There's a lot of, you know, kind of coordinating and respect and consent. Yes. Like consent is the number one thing there because, you know, you're saying that this is something that I desire. This is a yes. Mm -hmm. And at any point, again, with your safe word, it can shift to a no if it needs to and all parties involved will be ready to stop right then. Yeah. So this is not rape. No. In the real, you know, sense that, you know, our, that we think of rape. Right. Because rape would indicate that there isn't consent involved, that it is not controlled, that it's not about communicating and respect. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. So I think if we can make those clear delineations through communicating about it right. and making it safe for society to talk about these things and yeah. these nuances, then we can clearly see that there's, it's, to me, it feels very black and white. Right. When you have a fantasy versus an actual rape scenario, scenario. or sexual mm -hmm. assault experience. Yeah. But yeah. that's not what you're seeking. No. Not at all. I am, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For me personally, I like to be in control. 
when I think about a rape scenario, for me, I think that that is something that I end up having to kind of process, you know, because I really would have to make sure that I felt really confident and really safe in that experience Mm -hmm. um, and that I could relax into the experience. Would it be different for you if it wasn't like an anonymous person? Mm, That's a really good question. Um, Ooh, that's a really good question because now I'm thinking. Um, yeah, yeah, that, you know, as I'm thinking about it, that, yeah, maybe if it was somebody that I knew and that, you know, then things shifted in that, in that, uh, in, in that moment, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's someone that I had already had a relationship with. That's a good point. Yeah. And so for me to clarify and go more in depth on that, the people who are involved in the scenario that I would desire, Mm -hmm. I know them, but I don't know that they are them. Gotcha. That's why it's an anonymous to me. Mm -hmm. I know who they are. Yeah. I trust in them. We've ultimately, I'm choosing not to know who they are. Yeah. In that situation. Yeah. Which, yeah, again, either way, the word fantasy, Mm -hmm. again, like this is a constructed event and and there's purpose and intention behind it Mm -hmm. that all parties are aware of yeah whereas in an actual rape scenario all parties are not informed on the same page throughout the experience i wish there's control there's power yeah i wish there was a better word for that type of fantasy Mm, right but yeah no for sure different language around instead of using a rape you're Mm -hmm. and there may be and we're just if anybody knows feel free let us know (laughs) all right so rape fantasies normal if it's consented agreed upon communicated absolutely all of your autonomy Yeah. yeah so we went over all of these questions and we see a theme right yeah that they're all, all normal. normal. <laughs> Everybody is their own individual, and whatever is you're not hurting yourself or others is normal. Yeah. I hope we didn't disappoint if somebody was hoping to hear that they're not normal, but nope, normal. There's so many spectrums in this mm-hmm. sexual health, and that's really right at the heart of what we both do, like on our platforms and in our work, is really wanting to shake the shame, trash the taboos and get people more confident and comfortable in their in in the totality and the wholeness mm. of their sexuality and those mm. things that often we repress out of fear that we may not be normal. Yeah. Absolutely. So, last things I want to ask you, what does sex positivity mean to you? For me, when I think about it, it's more of a feeling. And that's something that I hope is conveyed through my social media platform is that feeling because sex positive is going to mean something different for each individual and whatever that is for you i want that celebrated and i do you the content that i put out there i spend hours stiffing through like just going through multiple different things to pinpoint and have that feeling come across it moves me and i hope it moves someone else and that's that for me that's that sex positivity well you're hitting it out of the park when it comes to that and it's definitely a platform that people can count on to really connect to their sexuality mm-hmm. um, without that shame um, so what projects do you have going on for or anticipated for 2018 this year is definitely going to be more geared towards building on 
the sexual actual and uh, who that is and what that is and where I can go from there. Um, I find myself, I tried to do a Facebook page of it and it just isn't, it's not jiving with me. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I have to get off of that and I love my Instagram thing and coming up with a logo that I'm actually having done. Wow. And so I think it's just those little fine things for me that make a big impact. Um, yeah, I don't have a website and I'm okay with that mm -hmm. for now, but that may change yeah. in this developmental for 2018. Um, but I'm always doing classes at Sexology Institute in downtown San Antonio uh, every Wednesday. So give us a taste of what are some different topics. I just taught an erotic, uh, erotic talk class mm. and I do our anal class, which is my absolute favorite. And let me tell you, if you come to my class, it is a comedic hour <laughs> of just laughing and breaking down the walls of these taboo subjects yeah. for me laughter is key yeah um i like to make a joke of myself because <laughs> i've been through a lot of different very interesting scenarios but we're doing orgasm classes how to enhance for both male and female and sensual touch mm. uh, you know we don't get enough touch so right. a lot of those different kinds of aspects but they have a whole calendar that you can look at okay and can folks work with you privately? They can, yes. They can seek me out. Best way is to get through either DM me in the Instagram, Sexual Lectual, or you can email me at Erica, E-R-I-C-A, J as in James, force, F-O-R-C-E, at gmail.com. So those two ways you can connect with me and work with me individually. Perfect. Yeah. Well, this has been so much fun. Yeah. More fun than you all know, because of course you all are just getting the audio podcast version. Yes. Um, but Erica was insistent, and I love that so much that we, since we're not really that far away from each other, that we meet face to face. And so we had a wonderful lunch, brunch, whatever you would call oh, it, right? Yeah. Yeah. We had a wonderful food. experience, and because food, food is definitely a part of, of triggering those wonderful senses. Mm -hmm. So getting to meet outside of you know social media, behind outside of the computers and the phones. Yes. Um, it's it's so important to establish the connection. So I really appreciate you taking out this time and us being able to connect like this and I feel like it is definitely just the beginning of more things that we can do together yes. and um, I encourage all of you to connect with Sexual Actual on IG Instagram um, so that you can if you haven't already benefit from the content that she's putting out there um, and if any of you are ever or are in the San Antonio area definitely check out a course and hit me up if you're going to go to a course and maybe I'll come too and we can make a fun time of it because yeah definitely can Night learn out. more about anal yes. if nothing else all right well thank you so much this thank has been you. amazing appreciate I really appreciate it. it if you liked this episode and podcast please leave a review in iTunes or Google Play so more people can find us and you can always visit us on our website at sexpositivefamilies.com there you can shop Sex Positive Swag in our online store, connect with us across our social media platforms, join our Facebook community, and learn more resources to help support sexual health in your family. Until next time, I'm Melissa Carnegie, 
Thank you for supporting content that strengthens sexual health talks in families.